that the quiet of a thousand nights falls upon your ears, an idea will betray you. Your secrets are not yours alone. An abyss opens beneath your cradle, and the torch will sputter into darkness. You will hold the myth of life in your hands, and you will drive the chariot of winter. a fun intro later as is want for me to do uh because i don't really know how we should start this off but otherwise welcome to episode one of soul story guys Hola. so uh who are we good morrow my name is moose thanks moose <laughs> hello i'm spencer hello hello fellow humans i am bam bam I guess, I guess this is it. Let's get started with the story, huh? Malathon. A city surrounded by stone, Malathon nests within the walls that protect its citizens. The July heat weighs heavy on the metropolitan area. Guild officials try to keep ahead of their mechanical guard dogs, fussing over their sweaty gear. Smoke pours out of the back of the nearest machine, briefly hiding a missing person's posters, plastered to a storefront. Well-dressed civilians pass by without a second glance. On one corner, a man in a worn-out suit preaches over the heads of the crowd. He spouts nonsense about the old tyrants who once roamed this world. Some particularly fragrant individuals push through the sea of people. Their clothes are spattered with blood. Some holler and slap the backs of their friends, while others wear their grief over those lost upon their sleeve. Malifo is a city with opportunities around every corner. Its siren's call beckons adventurous souls to it, who will be careless enough to answer its bittersweet song. So I'm going to say we open up uh, onto Albert Long. Uh, yes. You are in the slums, currently the eastern slums, okay. which is east of downtown Malifaux, or proper Malifaux. It's it's not the, I mean, it's the slums. I don't have to say it's the richest, richest part of town. Mm-hmm. You know it. Everyone knows it. There's a brothel down the street. There's a brothel next to that brothel. Brothels are like the Starbucks of Malifaux. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> You have just returned from a, a bounty. You have collected the head of some miscreant who just ran too far. Your contact's name is Atticus. He is a rather short man uh, with a very fabulous mustache. He wears pretty flamboyant clothes despite it being the slums. He operates out of a warehouse and he calls his business the business of Balcazar Bonds. So he he does bounty work outside of guild officials. They don't seem to care too much because he brings his own money in and out. He's not trying to step on their toes. And he's really the one that you go to for the more fun jobs. Okay. Uh, If you'd like to describe yourself. Yes. So Albert Long uh, is 28. Um, He stands at about 5'9". He has slick back... Um, dirty blonde hair. Um, he is wearing his his waistcoat. 
um, not fairly fancy pants, but kind of just uh, casual yet fitting. He uh, 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 has like brown green. I don't know the name of that color. Brown, like brown green eyes. Hazel. Hazel. Oh, I couldn't think of that word. Hazel. Hazel eyes. Um, and he just he tends to stand with a like a sense of importance. Um, maybe more than he may actually have, but uh, definitely stands like he is the shit. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, Atticus has actually met you just out, a little bit outside the warehouse. Uh, his warehouse wasn't great to begin with. It was pretty shoddy. Uh, missing pieces from the roof. It was more like a desk in the middle of a room. There were people who'd come in and out. It was moderately busy at the best of times. Although, we don't really know where he kept his money. It, like he, he always seemed to have it on hand. It's not that he ever went to save or anything. Okay. But he's actually outside the building currently, overwatching as some people are dragging rats out of the warehouse. This seems like there was a scuffle recently, but the, the commotion has died down. Uh, he seems more occupied in barking orders at the people... The, the other bounty hunters, essentially, who have happened to be in the right place <laughs> at the right time. He seems to be keeping a safe distance away from all that nonsense. Okay. And you did say I already collected my money, so I'm... No, you haven't. I haven't. Okay. I just have... That guy's head or whatever proof of the shenanigans that happened. Okay. Probably walk Yeah, walk up uh, to Atticus and um, to head... I, I'd put it in... Whatever, if, if it's a thumb, whatever your your bounty of death or... It could be the whole guy, I guess. I um, assumed you killed him. That was rude on my part. I would, would try not to kill unless absolutely necessary. Um, like, if they completely refuse and he'd like, you know... Okay. Obviously, I was told dead or alive to bring you back. I mean, I imagine it was a, a young man. He would have put up a fight. Probably bring him back alive. Uh, definitely roughed him up a bit. Okay. Do you have him found? What's what's the situation? Yes. I made sure to get some rope. I got 50 feet of rope. So I'm uh, got this boy hog tied and... Uh, oh, jeez. How's he walking? Just dragging him. Oh, no, just he's not. Straight up dragging yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not walking. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Atticus won't interact with you until you decide to Yeah, change. well, I'll, you know, drag him over and kind of, like, plop him, like, near him. And, well, Atticus, I believe this is your man. Oh, well, look at that. You brought him back alive and everything. Well. At this point, he immediately starts, um, I don't want to say massaging the mustache. That's not what people do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> rubbing and twirling. It's it's already pretty waxy and oily, likely from products. Also likely from him constantly touching it. I'll probably like say just very sarcastically, like, you know, I just, God, I, I love it when you do that. It's, uh, it's very appealing. Do what? Nothing, old friend. Uh, anyway, here's the catch. He kind of looks at it and gives it gives the guy a, a kick. He's like, oh, well, it's harder when they're alive. I suppose this will do. Um, hmm. And he reaches into his back pocket and pulls out Yield Wallet. And out comes 50 Guild Script. And he hands that off to you. Uh-huh. He's like, I unfortunately don't have another job for you at this time. Uh, as you can see, and he nods to the warehouse where... And to say they're rats... They're the size of small dogs. Oh, shit. <laughs> they're they're uh, huge. And let's see, how long have you been in Malifaux? Uh, Three years. Three years? So you would have definitely heard of them. Maybe even seen one or two. There is a spooky quality to them. 
they don't move like normal rats. Mm. They're not cute. They're not friendly. And the fact that at this point you've seen at least three or four be pulled out. I, well, I guess go ahead and give me a notice check. Um, if you didn't take notice, uh, just do a straight flip. Ten of rams. I'm going to say you still notice it. The, the other bounty hunters are actually cutting off the tails of the rats. And like slinging them over their shoulder. And meanwhile, Atticus is chatting. Oh yeah, it just seems my establishment is the latest one to get hit with these rodents. It's quite unfortunate, but until I can get business up and rolling again, unfortunately, I don't have any any work for you. Oh, I see. Uh, hey, Addy. Atticus Balcazar. Don't don't be afraid to use the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh What's up with the tails? The tails? Oh, they're gonna take the rat tails back to the guild. Huh. They're giving interesting giving money for them. The idea is to eradicate the rats from the city. We'll see if it actually works. Oh, well, that is very interesting. I was going to ask, kicking the in-laws out again, but uh, I see there are bigger things in mind. <laughs> he gives like a good hearty laugh over that. Oh, 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 Al, you're so funny. I do try. Twirly, twirl, twirl, twirl. Constantly just twirling. Probably the ends are a little frayed from all that friction. <laughs> He's very proud of it. I can tell. He kind of looks around. You know, it's not that I don't want to be seen with you. It's just that I don't want to be seen with you. You you kind of have a reputation right, these days. Right. And I, you're a decent guy. You're good at what you do. But let's not make this more than what it is. Oh, come on now. I'm sure everyone enjoys just a little bit of my time. Though, uh... I, I, I see where you're going with this. I'd rather not, uh get whatever's on there on me. Now kind of like brush off my coat. I guess this is farewell then. Indeed. Once those rats are gone, maybe I'll have a job. We'll see. I might not even have a business. I have to see what those thugs did to my poor, poor establishment. Well, if you need me, you know exactly where to find me. I give him a nice little wink and uh, I will make my way to the brothel. Oh, okay. Atta boy. Uh, I'm not going to roleplay a brothel for you. That's... <laughs> not episode one. I'm shy. <laughs> oh, this podcast is going to get so interesting. <laughs> oh, the delivery on that. I don't... Oh. So, uh, next time, we'll eventually get to the community level where we'll have the perfect description of everything that goes down but come on let's let's let everyone warm up a little bit all right all right i thought we we're gonna get some crazy erp here but all right. <laughs> no erp here no thank you uh god damn it i don't want to be on this podcast anymore uh, i'm gonna say you have a jolly good time are you looking for the finest are you do you have a favorite um, I imagine he has a favorite, but he would also walk in there like he just expects women to flock to him. Um, so he definitely would just like walk in and kind of like throw his hands in the air like he owns the place. And he's just like, ladies, ladies, please. There's enough for me to go around. There is no reaction. None whatsoever. They kind of look at you. They're not even busy. That's probably the more insulting oh. part is oh. they're busy like <laughs> looking at the hem of their skirt fixing one another's hair. They just kind of look at you and roll their eyes and no mood for your shenanigans today. Mm. Tough crowd, tough crowd. Dad probably then just start kind of, uh, you know, just casually counting some money here. <clears throat> just, uh, I think at that point your favorite of... would come over. There we go. 
Uh, I guess I, since I'm using female pronouns, this is a female establishment. Okay, okay. The madam doesn't seem to be anywhere. It's midday. It's not like they're used to this being prime time. Yeah. It's, he's just he's just trying to buy some time, really. It's not. Well, we will sh- leave Al to enjoy his time with his favorite. What's her name? Um, What's your favorite's name? Ooh, I didn't think I'd be able to name her. If it means I don't have to, why not? <laughs> I'm going to say your name is Alice. Alice? Okay. Yep. And to avoid dating dating game, we're just going to move along to yes, the next yeah, no. group. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. We'll get there. I promise. The romance options. They shall come. So then we will transition back to downtown. And actually upper downtown, which is so silly to say. We are seeing the massive guild quote-unquote hall this is the the fortified establishment where most of the officers reside where uh, actually the the governor general uh, has a mansion he lives a little bit on the outskirts of downtown malitho but a lot of the other officers here you know barracks whatnot there's the library there's a lot of going going ons in reference to the guild at the guild hall as the name would say we see a man in the training yard with his shotgun hitting targets Ooh. and you're you're not you're not fully armored or anything it's it's technically downtime but you're still training and we see jared kanan yeah we do do you want to describe yourself jared yeah okay so uh jared stands um above average height a little over six feet he's not a He's not a giant by any means. His uh, his physique is pretty well covered under his uh, his long coat, which is kind of you know maybe it was nice when he bought it, but now it's getting a little ratty. Maybe not enough for anyone to say anything, but the tails are you know covered in mud from the streets, and you know it it could use a good ironing out. His uh, his jet black hair is. Uh, combed off to the side uh, by his fingertips. He has a bit of a cowlick. No product in his hair, but it's uh, it's not soaked, but it's it's a little damp from, you know, the summer heat. He's been, uh, he's been out training for a bit now at this point, I imagine. Despite the usual kind of, you know, appearances of the guild, um, he's not as presentable. He's not disgusting. He obviously hasn't had a good night's sleep in about a week or so. He kind of carries these heavy bags beneath his deep brown eyes. Hasn't shaved in maybe a day, maybe the past two. And it kind of goes all the way down past his chin under his neck. It's kind of scratchy. Kind of a broad face. He's a a strong looking guy, even without, you know, seeing what's under the coat. He just kind of has that square jaw thing kind of going on. The guy could probably take a punch. Um, hey, Spence. Yeah. Does he have a butt chin? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Maybe just because you brought it up, but also because I, I don't like him. Yeah. He does not have a pronounced butt chin. Oh, but if it's a, maybe... a semi-butt chin. Maybe there there might be a little dimple, but it's probably covered up by the shadow at this point. Like, you know, maybe, maybe that's why he doesn't shave. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. This is just her guest on fantasy. Uh, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's, it's, 
Oh, I. Oh, uh, God. I had to edit that out at the last thing, so no. <laughs> We're not talking about Gaston every yeah. time. King of the week. King of the week. Gaston. I feel like we could probably work it in enough where you couldn't edit it okay, out. Okay, guys, talk about Gaston. Just as much all- as possible. <laughs> Everyone just mentioned Gaston all the time. <laughs> That's it. Gaston's not NPC. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. We got to do it during really important plot points. He's like, yeah, so I'm going to walk over to him, Gaston, Gaston. and I'm going to say. <laughs> and then you're going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, all right. Podcast canceled. We tried. Good. Job, <laughs> My gimp suit is ready. Uh. Yeah, so so Jerry, have you been? You said you were training for a while. As I transitioned out of this fucking mess. Yeah, he's uh, he's been at it. It's um, it's a little hard for him to make friends. Uh, he knows folk on the guard. He has a couple drinking buddies in Malifaux, but back at base, there's not much to do. He's not that charming. He's not going to be cozying up to the higher ups anytime soon. So. Best he can do to make himself look useful is to just keep on training, keep on hitting targets. So, uh, that's where he's been. That's what he's been doing. Well, as you take a moment to kind of count your ammo, see what you have left, what they gave you for practice, right? Mm-hmm. You see a man, taller, not as broad as you, kind of just average, average size, average height. He wears a duster and a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. He has some trail dust on him you recognize him his name is oh god i'm gonna mispronounce it uh samuel hopkins because it looks like it should be samuel but it's samuel samuel it's samuel samuel god i hate how that sounds Mm -hmm. we're just gonna call him hopkins (laughs) my mouth doesn't like that feel (laughs) 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 dirty so yeah, Hopkins, he's been watching you. You know that he is kind of the right-hand man to Sonia Crid, who you've had, not, you've never dealt with Sonia Crid yourself, but with your mm-hmm. career, ooh, that was a weird thing, your career aspirations, you definitely know of her. And you haven't even really dealt with yeah. Hopkins much either. Um, the few odd jobs you've done for them have really been from other witch hunters who have been like, yeah, we were told that you can go scout out this place for us. But you, you know who he is, and he just sits there, leaning up against the wall, watching you. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, if you notice him, he'll nod at you, like, what do you got a moment? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, as soon as Jared notices that he's being watched, Jared lowers his weapon, looks to the man, gets his nod, um, and at that point, uh, Jared... He carries the model 188701 lever-action shotgun. Very, very intimidating shotgun, just so you guys know in the future. <laughs> Unlike the other shotguns that are not at all intimidating. Yeah, pairs very well with, uh, with someone who might be intimidating. Someone who might have to flip cards for such <laughs> things. Oh, weird. Uh, this is getting more and more specific as yeah. time goes on. All that aside, whatever I was on about, yeah, so he, uh, he pops the, uh, the last empty shell out of his shotgun and, uh, slings it over his back and just kinda looks back at Hopkins for a moment. Um, it's, he's not being standoffish, just kinda, kinda this 
resting bitch face, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, after a moment, he uh, collects the ammo up off the... I'm assuming there's a little stand um, or a table or something. Yeah, so he collects his ammo and uh, starts making his way towards the man. He doesn't smile. And it's not that he has resting bitch face either. There's, I don't know, it's hard to describe. He doesn't look at you like you're gum beneath his shoe. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, your aim's unproven. To that, Jared just offers a nod and a simple thanks. We got a job for you if you're interested. Yeah? We, uh... Well, I'm sure you know about the rats by now. He, uh... To that, he kind of just offers a little nod, but he isn't looking to interrupt. We're we're pulling out the big guns on this one. For rats? Yeah. Uh, it's more than just rats, we think. And he kind of waves you over so that way he isn't talking across the, the way at you. Jared closes the distance, uh, kind of keeping one hand just kind of resting on the shotgun. You know, like a security blanket. The, the truth of it is at, at your age and he just shakes his head you're not going far. It's not anything against you. Merely time and place. But, uh, we we still might have use of you as a hunter. We we're really hoping what's going on in the sewer is just rats. But we don't want to take the chance. We found a budding dabbler, and he's among our ranks. He's We're curious to see how far he can push himself while still being useful to us. We know you don't have much patience for that sort of thing, so we think you're just... You're the kind of guy we need to, to follow him around in case things go south. Kanan kind of arches a thick brow, seemingly confused. I don't follow that. You want me to babysit a dabbler? We're hoping you can do some good for Sonia. Really, the, the guild as a whole. But we need to know how useful he's going to be. I'm about to head his way, instruct him to go into the sewer. Whatever ratchet you guys collect, you'll receive a bounty just like everyone else. We're hoping you won't be useful here, but if he gets out of control, we need you to take care of it. Jared lets out a long breath of this, trying his best not to sound disappointed, but failing, obviously. Hey, what does that long breath sound like? <sighs> Thanks, Spence. All right, he says. Um, not wanting to uh, cause any bit of a scene with the uh, higher-ups or those connected to them. So, going along with it. Well, I'll let you clean up this mess. Meet us at the Guild Clinic. Yield. It's not the sanitarium. That's for <laughs> insane people. Eh? Okay, yeah. We'll say. Meet us at the Guild Sanitarium. Don't be late. And he kind of pushes off the wall and tips his hat to you and walks on out. Jared uh, quietly watches him as he goes. His expression hasn't really changed, uh, but after Hopkins is gone, he just kind of stares at the post he was leaning against. Kind of not, not seething. Seething's way too strong, but just kind of Wishing he could shoot more targets <laughs> right now. Fair enough. At the Guild Sanitarium, we see a much older man helping, presumably, a patient. 
It's another guild officer. He's sitting as as this older man is looking over him. And Felix. Felix, do you have a last name? Hyde. Felix Hyde. What do you look like? Um, Felix stands 5'8". He's more of a lithe man. At one time, he had quite a bit of musculature definition. Definition. Uh, um. He is weathered, but carrying a face. He is 35, um, which is old for the time. He has bright eyes, though the crow's feet kind of hide some stuff. He would be doting over this patient. He doesn't wear a doctor's smock. He would wear pinstripe pants, a well-fitting waistcoat, and probably a billowy button-up shirt. More gentry than working class. Okay. Um... Give me a notice check. Yes, ma'am. It is an eight of crows. Eight of crows. Um, you notice that he has swords on his belt, like the beginning of swords. You see that there's a rash on his hands. You see, um, I guess that scene. He tells you, man, I've just been so tired lately. And as you're correlating all this together, you're like, ah, yes. Syphilis. Syphilis. Really? And with that check as well, you know to prescribe mercury, the cure-all. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's not too far gone already. He kind of looks, oh man. I don't know how I got it. I definitely have never been to a brothel before. <laughs> not to be rude, but were you playing in the sewers? Possibly handling rats? I mean, they do have us looking for rats lately. I do know the vermin carry it. I do know a respectable gentleman would not be in a brothel. Eh. You get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how much... I guess... Do I need to pay you for the mercury? Do I... What, uh... Let me give you this treatment first. If it works, you can pay me. And continue the treatment. If it doesn't, we'll just say... I dropped. Thanks, Doc. And he pops up off the chair. At this point, you see, God, Samuel, Sam, 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 Hopkins, Hopkins. We see Hopkins as he as he leans on the door. He's a leaner. Everything okay in her? We're doing fine, Hopkins. Thank you for checking. This poor patient is suffering from syphilis. Ah, uh, mm, stay off the road. Go get some rest. The guard nods his head, like, oh, walks off. Little, little too pep. Too much pep in his step, but, you know, he's got mercury now, so everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Or not. Huh? Or not. Or not. I'm gonna say, you have definitely met Hopkins before. You have had not good moments with Hopkins. He is not your number one fan. Him coming down to visit you would be a thing. It might actually inspire. Oh shit. What did they find out? He doesn't say anything else as he's almost, almost like he's waiting to be invited into the room. DM call. Mm-hmm. Do I have my own room? Am I in a larger room? Is this like my office? Yeah. Okay. Felix would go back to his desk, move some paperwork so it's tidy, mm-hmm. um, open up a seat for him, and kind of beckon him in. He, he nods and thanks, and wanders in. 
doesn't take the seat. But he's looking about the room. We're gonna have a guest here in a moment. I, uh, I don't want to share the good news till he gets here. So, Jared, how late are you gonna be? Um, Jared's gonna be pretty prompt. He's not gonna sprint on over, but, uh, when he was told to go to the sanitarium, you know, from, from, you know, staring at the pillar, he would have, uh, started sauntering over. So, I would say probably five minutes behind Hopkins. Okay. Uh, Hopkins does not make small talk. He fiddles with some stuff. Like, purposely trying not to fuck with it. It's just more curiosity of, oh, what's this? Oh, there's this. How long do I have to be here? <laughs> I'm not sure if Felix would engage in small talk. Yeah. No? <laughs> okay. Uh, Felix would divert his gaze <laughs> back to paperwork and like, oh, this I isn't dotted and, oh, there's a T. Oh, now I need punctuation. <laughs> is he uncomfortable? Is he feeling kind of calm? Like, what, what kind of vibe is Felix throwing out there? It's definitely tension between... Do I punch him? Do I wet myself? Cool. Jared, you'd come in. You would notice it is quiet. Yes. And awkward. But you couldn't tell why. It's like as if some bad joke got said mm-hmm. and neither of them thought it was very funny. And they're both avoiding eye contact. It's it's weird. It's a weird moment. <laughs> Jared would walk in. Look around, notice the quiet, notice Hopkins, uh, most of all, and, uh, kind of jerk his head back towards the way he came. We start offering script for rat tails all of a sudden every Tom, Dick, and Mary's a bounty hunter. And that's, uh, yeah, that's all he says and just kind of comes in, still has his shotgun over his shoulder, didn't leave that behind at the training grounds. Uh, yeah. Thought that would be a fun thing to bring into a sanitary. I'm so sorry. Sir, this is a private meeting. I can see you afterwards. Oh, this is... It's not. As as Hopkins starts to speak. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh... He's our... I don't know. A word I'm trying to find. Babysitter? Uh, yeah. Mostly. Is there a door to your office? Hopkins at this point goes and shuts the door and wanders back to you two. We have intel. The rats are being controlled by something more than instinct. And he like, looks pretty pained as he's talking to you, Felix. We need your help. Are and we talking on a medical level? No. We need everyone we can out there trying to find the source of this thing. We are assigning you a bodyguard. And he looks to Jared. Jared gives an up nod very classily. If you don't find the source of it, we know you'll take care of a a few troubling matters down below. More troubling than the gods can handle. It's more of an all-hands-on-deck kind of thing. I will say, knowing your special inclinations, this won't count as a strike against you. As long as there is no structural damage, as long as it isn't noticeable, we don't hear reports of you from common folk, you are doing us, he kind of winces and tries really hard not to roll his eyes, 
You're doing us a service. Felix will take off his glasses, set them on his desk. Then it would be my honor, dear Hopkins. We then go back to an owl. Yeah. With his Alice. Oh, yeah, my baby. <laughs> Tussled. Uh, I'm going to say it's heading into late afternoon at this point. Uh, she's redressing herself. Chatting if you want to chat kind of thing. She she knows what you like. She knows if you want a, a silent type or a chatty Kathy. But she's also keeping an ear out. and Actually, no, no back up. She's a chatty Kathy or she's silent. Depends on your type. Can go. Um, I'm usually, usually a bit more quiet. Um, uh, although Alice, uh, you know, is, is is definitely his favorite, and he makes makes it very apparent, you know, um, that he enjoys her company most of all. But he does keep in mind that you know that this this in fact is a brothel, and he tries to keep it. I guess you could say the word professional. professional. <laughs> <laughs> if you could call it professional um, he wouldn't be opposed to you know small talk but he's you know very much in the you know we're kind of here for the deed uh, the deed is done and we can both go about our businesses because he also knows after him and before him there may be others so he knows not to think he holds any special uh, spot in her heart so he does the same as well okay um, he'd probably just also be, you know, getting dressed. Um, I don't know if... Yeah, and this time it's, like, socially acceptable to smoke inside, I assume. So he'd light a Lucifer as he's, you know, getting dressed. And it's just kind of, like, halfway hanging out of his mouth. Uh, from the window, you'll hear some people, like, brawling in the streets. Not uncommon. But the, the big thing you hear is, Those are my tails! No, those are my tails. And you hear like the slapping of people hitting each other and falling on the ground and there's mud. It's gross. It's, it's not that they're talking about price, but it's definitely that these are worth something. And enough to make people fight over them, to steal them from one another without having to actually fight rats. And yeah, I think we'll leave it there. So we'll wrap this up for our first episode, guys. Good job. Yay. Caterwall. Rubble, rubble, rubble. When we first began posting about Soul Story, we provided an opportunity to show what kind of smarties we have following us on our social media. I want to give our first round of thanks to those who participated and helped get the word out about our show. So, thank you, Jack, Jeremy, Jordan, and Brandon for helping spread the word. And thank you, Lord Kyle K., for being the only one brave enough to solve our riddle on Twitter. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us. Do you want to stay in touch? We'd love to hear from you. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SoulStoryPod. The cast is on Twitter as well. You can find Moose at Moosifo, Spencer at SpareBearTheMeek, BamBam at HotBam with three M's, Logan at KOTL of the Light. And you can find me, your Fate Master, at Roll for Alex.